0: Dedicated to the survival of American democracy in an increasingly dangerous world, this is Secure Freedom Radio with Frank Gaffney, acted as Assistant Secretary of Defense for International Security Policy under President Ronald Reagan, founder of the Center for Security Policy in Washington, D.C., the go-to man for defense and foreign policy issues, joined by the greatest minds in the security policy business, the special forces in the war of ideas at Secure Freedom Radio
1: with Frank Gaffney. Welcome to Secure Freedom Radio. This is Frank Gaffney, your host and guide for what I think of as an intelligence briefing on the war for the free world. A man who routinely raises the IQ of certainly this host and I think probably of the content of the program is our first guest. His name is Bill Walton, a former master of the universe on Wall Street and now one of the leaders of the conservative movement here in Washington D.C. He is the host of his own podcast television program, The Bill Walton Show, and a great asset and contributor to this program. We're always delighted to have him with us. Bill, welcome back to Secure Freedom Radio. Hey, Frank. I wanted to take stock with you, Bill, uh, as we will with Gordon Chang in a moment about China, but um, on other aspects of the G7 summit meeting over the weekend and its agenda um talk a little bit about this uh, global tax minimum initiative that uh, was approved by those uh, seven leaders
0: well the, the the goal here Janet Yellen came away from the G7 meeting with the finance ministers where they agreed to uh, in principle to the idea of having a 15% minimum tax on corporations throughout the world and this does what uh, all the progressive uh, elites hope is that to to eliminate tax competition where companies like uh, I mentioned this last week, Ireland and Hungary have low taxes and therefore attract a lot of investment. Um, the G7 countries don't want that. They want high taxes on corporations throughout the world. But what this really is though, is it is an, an attempt to uh, tax the uh, the, the large tech companies, because if you look at the definition of what they're taxing um, in a, in return for agreeing to a fifteen percent minimum tax, uh, Yellen gave away uh, tax revenue to countries of origin. that is where used to the, for a hundred years we've had a regime where tech companies are taxed uh, only where they're headquartered. Now this would would throw some money to the companies or to the countries where the companies have operations. And they've defined it as a as a tax on companies with the margins profit margin greater than ten percent and they'd kick back twenty percent to those countries where where the companies have locations well if you analyze the margins on big companies it's almost exclusively the large tech companies that have margins that are ten percent or greater and so they're they're uh, it's a tax into tech companies and what they're hopeful of doing is is creating enough revenue from this other 15% global tax limit that would uh, uh, minimize, mitigate, mitigate the, uh, the the harm they're going to do with higher rates here in the United States.
1: This sounds problematic in a number of regards, but uh, particularly in so well, far. Well,
0: well, well the, good, the good news is that it probably will never happen uh, because there are just so many conflicting interests in this area. I don't see it. I don't see it, particularly during this administration. I don't think. I don't think these people are competent enough to negotiate something like this.
1: Well, the piece that I particularly worry about, Bill, which is presumably kind of a knock-on
0: effect if they get – their way
1: on this thing is that uh, they will begin doing global taxing as well as um, setting standards and the like. And uh, that's uh, that's hopefully going to be a bridge too far at the moment as well. Let me turn to another uh, agenda item that uh, Joe Biden was particularly pleased with, I think, and that is um, probably also not going to come to pass, but uh, do give us a sense of this $40 trillion commitment to build back better
0: globally. Build back better globally. It's great. They're they're you're trying to pick something up that's catchy like the Belt and Road Initiative that the Chinese have have, have been doing for years. And you know, in the first place, forty trillion dollars uh, it's supposed to come from the G seven countries and, and private interest and that's gonna have as much chance of being collected as the as the NATO dues have, have been collected. Money's the money's not going to be there for this. But again, it's an attempt to declare something as infrastructure that is not really infrastructure. And what this is focused on is gender equity and equality, health, health security, technology, and of course uh, that, that favorite the climate. And, uh, you know, I, I just on a personal note, when I ran a public company, we had to be very careful in make, about making, quote, forward-looking statements that shareholders could come back later on and sue you for not meeting your, uh, your, your proclamations. Well, I, I think we need a forward-looking statement uh, for our world leaders. Uh, they promised to cut collective uh, greenhouse gas emissions by 2030 uh, in half. And of course, that's nine years from now, and the uh, you know it, it's 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 a it's a fantasy. And so this this forty trillion dollars is is also lumped in with a lot of other um, a lot of other initiatives. But the atmospheric's are interesting, Frank, because you know Joe Biden gave the the press release uh, remarks, but then when it came to Q and A, Jill Biden was the one who was answering the questions and Joe didn't answer any. And then you've got all these awkward photo ops where Boris Johnson's trying to trying to bang elbows with, with, with Merkel. And of course, Merkel refuses to do it. I mean, it was the the human comedy on display uh, in, uh, in the, uh, the UK this weekend was uh, was very entertaining.
1: You know, Tucker Carlson had been mocking Jill Biden as uh, the person who's getting prepared for the summit and the role that she was going to play in it. But um, I I had missed the, um, <laughs> the substitution on the Q&A. But uh, doesn't that tell you everything you need to know about the competency of this president um, to move off of script and uh, teleprompter? Exhibit A, indeed. Hey, Bill, one else, other thing, just quickly. Um, talking about these forward promises, uh, we were told this week that uh, the Chinese Communist Party is going to be net carbon neutral by 2060. Now, that's a long time from now. But is there any evidence, and, and I know that the G7 were you know, putting... Uh, the tombstone marker in place on on the coal industry, but is there any evidence that the Chinese are actually weaning themselves off of coal at the moment?
0: None, none, none whatsoever. In fact, they had a, a communiqué internally in China that they were not going to be requesting, they're not going to be demanding that the coal producers uh, even try to hit uh, emission standards, and they've, they've given themselves a. break because they think they need to maintain economic growth. And and all the submission requirements would would cut every country's economic growth. And uh, the Chinese care a lot about keeping those plates spinning because as you and I know, if the Chinese Communist Party doesn't keep the economy growing, their grip on power um, is weakened dramatically.
1: And their indifference to uh, not only the environment for their own people, but for that matter, those downwind is uh, pretty spectacular <laughs> as well, yeah, the, the the including California incredible. being among those that uh, that are downwind from the Chinese coal emission.
0: And while, and while we're banning plastic straws go take a look at what's coming out of the rivers in uh, China. It's just disgusting. Yeah,
1: yeah. And and polluting the oceans as well. I think it's 30% of all of the world's plastic in the oceans is uh, just emanating from the one country of China. Bill, we have to leave it at that. Um, a lot of things to digest. I appreciate your help in doing so, as always, and uh, for your leadership at the Council for National Policy, among other places, as we wrestle with how best to contend with these, various challenges, uh, foreign and domestic. And uh, salute your leadership and look forward to talking further about it next week. Thank you for your time today, my friend. Next up, Charles Sam Faddis joins us. We'll talk about Eric Swalwell, why he's a threat to our national security, what we should do about it right after this.
0: Visit us at facebook.com slash secure freedom with Frank Gaffney.